morning. I'm most delighted to have Grandpa and our Miss Grandpa. You're welcome this morning. So, so glad, so, so glad to have you here. Um, in case you don't know, this is the father of Brother Ayo and Sister Fikayo. Um, we're glad uh, that uh, some two years now, right? Plus, we were in the city of Jos, and you wholeheartedly gave us Sister Fikayo, the one who God has been using to bless us. This is Sister Fikayo's dad, the wife of Brother Ayo. Can you stand up so everybody can see you? I'm so glad. Thank you so, so much. We are so excited. We're so excited. Thank you. I remember so excitedly our trip to Joss, the warm reception, beautiful accommodation. Every part of our stay in Joss for Brother and Sister Fikarian's wedding was fun. Like, it was fun even as we were leaving Joss. We, we got to a place, myself and uh, Dickens Abimbola, when we came to Joss. When we were leaving Joss, we had to stop at a place to take some pictures. Very beautiful scenes in Lagos, in Joss. Awesome place. How many of you have been to Joss before? You've been? Who else? Oh, you guys have not been anywhere. You've just been here in Lagos? You don't know Joss? Oh, you need to go to places. You will go places in Jesus' name. I thought you would hear, I will hear a better amen. amen. Right, so this morning I'll be hitting the ground running. I'll share with us very quickly from Luke chapter 17 from verse 12 to verse 19 on what I have titled, We Are Grateful. Somebody say with me, we are grateful. We are grateful. You don't say it like you mean it. Say, we are grateful. We okay, maybe the person beside you is not grateful. So maybe you can say it by yourself, for yourself, and with your own mouth. Say, I am grateful. It's not like some people mean it so much. Say, I am very grateful. I am deeply grateful. Today in this worship, like I said, we have not come to pray to God for anything because we know we have all things in Him. We have not come to bind and cast the devil because from scriptures we are told that the devil is under foot. Jesus said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies. Sit at your footstool, under your feet. They can't edge us out. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want you to begin to prepare in advance to praise God. Begin to prepare to appreciate and show gratitude to God. Because this service is a gratitude service. Let me quickly announce that next week Sunday is our Excellence in Academic Sunday. And we'll be having a special program put together in partnership with the scholarship committee of the church. How many are excited about that? About that? You're excited? Great. Good. And then the Sunday after next, which is going to be the last Sunday in the month of November, is going to be our worship and communion service. I want you to prepare for these two powerful encounters. Meanwhile, don't forget True Connect holds every Wednesday. I don't know why God is leading me to make the announcement now, because I don't know how God will want to end this service. Maybe there will not be time for announcement. But please prepare yourself for every opportunity we have for worship in this month and the one in the month of December. Let me also announce that in the month of December, I'll check my calendar, we'll be having our Christmas on the street. 
and then we'll have a carol service in church. How many of you are really excited about these things I'm saying? Right, so for the last Sunday in the month of November, we'll be having Sister Taya Amal come to lead us to worship God together. It's going to be an awesome moment of encounter. Come that day prepared to worship God in the beauty of His holiness. Come to appreciate Him. Come to thank Him. I believe that today's worship will prepare your hearts to thank God as we move to the end of the year. Our text is from Luke chapter 17 this morning. We'll read from verse 12 to verse 19. And so scripture reading from Luke chapter 17, the Bible says, And as he entered into a certain village, they met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Somebody say, I am cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And when he was, and he was a Samaritan, and Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are known found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said to him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made you whole. Somebody say Amen. amen. That your amen is standing on one leg. Amen. Can I hear a better amen? amen? The wise man said that it is only a great fool that forgets to be grateful. You can't be grateful and we will not know. Every grateful man is an expressive person. Gratitude always comes with results of joy, of celebration, of laughter, of dancing. You can't hide it when somebody does a good thing to you. I'm so sure that there is nobody under the sound of my voice this morning who I will give as little as 500 naira. And he or she will not smile. If I up it to one thousand naira, you will laugh. If I make it five thousand, you will jump. When I make it ten thousand naira, oh, you will scream. And then God blesses me, I make it twenty. What will you do? You will kneel down and say, Lord, and then I give you 50. What will you do? Prostrate. You will prostrate. When I make it 100, when I make it 200,000, what will you do? You will just be running. 
make it five hundred thousand, you will be running and shouting. See, oh, somebody ask him. And then when I make it a million, you will just fail. <laughs> Why? You cannot receive something good and not know it and show it. At this worship service this morning, I want you to know that for all God has done for us, not only this year, but from the time we were born till date, we must thank him. May I remind you that there are some people who were born on the same day you were born, but they are no more. There were some you finished primary school with, they could not go to the kind of secondary school you went to. There were some who left secondary school with you and they did not smell the gate of a tertiary institution, whether college of education, polytechnic, or university. There are some who every day they have one sad thing to celebrate. There are some people around you who cannot eat one, one, one like you eat. They eat one, oh, one. There are some who eat zero, zero, one. Some eat one, zero, zero. Some, it is to you, O oh Lord, I commit my spirit. And so, when you understand that everything you go through in life, whether good or bad, I hope you know you are the one who thinks it's bad because from God it is not bad. Romans 8, 28, the Bible says, For we know all things, including what men call good and bad, they work together for good. Somebody say for good. I've come this morning to tell you that praising God is celebrating and worshiping him for who he is when we praise god we celebrate we worship him for who he is as our god he is the elohim adonai yahweh god by himself the immortal the invisible only wise god mighty strong and able when we call him all those names we are praising him but when it comes to the issue of thanking him, we are celebrating and appreciating him for what he has done. And that is where the names of God as Jehovah Jireh, call him Rapha, Elohim, Sabaoth, all the names of God that shows to men what he does. There were names given to him as a mark of appreciation. And that is the confidence I have this morning to tell somebody who believes that God is going to do something in your life that will make you give him a new name. Yeah. You didn't hear me? God will show forth in your life and by revelation and spiritual intelligence, you will call God a new name. When God beats your imagination and moves you from 2-2 two, two to first class, you call it Jehovah, L first class. When God shows up for you, quarter to shame, you don't call him Jehovah, L deliverer from shame. God can be more to you 
than he has been to you. Can you write that down? God can be more to you than he has been to you. You may not understand that, but let me tell you, if you have seen one act of God's goodness, God can give you ten in one second. Whatever under the sun you have seen God do in your life, God can be more than that. I've had friends who said that in their house there was nothing to eat on that day and God just let somebody to provide food for them without them knowing this person. God can be more than that. God can be more than that. He can be trusted. Thanksgiving, therefore, to God can never be enough or too much because we cannot pay him back for what he has done for us. Neither can what we do make him more God than he is. You know, sorry, excuse me. You know, as human beings, if you have a car, if you want that car to keep being a car, are you with me? If you want that car to keep being a car, what do you what will you be doing? You put fuel. You service it, you change the oil. What again do you do? You change the brake parts, you wash it, you make sure the tires are in shape, you have to uh, inflate it with air when it is deflated, and many other things you do to make the car a car. Is that not so? But God, there is nothing you can do to make him more God. You can't, even with human beings, in order for us to keep being human beings, we have to bath at least every day. You have to brush your mouth. Is that not so? If you don't comb your hair three days now, it will become something else. It will begin to lock. You know. And I've told you before, that's one of the signs of a madman. The hair is locking. Amen? You need to change your clothes and wear new clothes every day. But for God, there is none of those things you can do for him because he himself is self-sustaining without you he is with you he still is he is self-sustaining god by himself yahweh and so whenever we have the privilege to thank him to praise him to worship him we must do it with the whole of our heart because it is a privilege. Somebody say it is a privilege. I can't hear you say, I have a privilege this morning to worship God and to thank Him. May I tell you this morning, dear friends, that there is hardly an individual who can say that God has not done something good for them. There is nobody that can say so. Because as you are saying it, there is a reason for you to not, not to say it. God keeps doing great things. Can I share with you this morning that you may not know, but there are things God has done that we can see, and there are other things he has done that we cannot see. May I also tell you this morning that there are things God has done for you. They are big. And there are some which you think they are not big, they look small. They are small to you, but to God is big. There is nothing good that comes from God that is not a big deal. It's a big deal. 
Are you listening to me? There are some of you here, you escaped accident of Okada and you felt, Shebi is Okada, it is not trailer. I hope you know Okada killed somebody some few days ago. There are some of you, see, ha, it was boiling ring that shocked me. Hey, somebody, it was phone charger that shocked them and they died. There is nothing that God has done for you that is small. The things God did for you in the past, the things God is doing for you in the present, and for sure the things he will do for you in the future. I've told you here before that the best of God is always in the future. The best of God is always in the future. The best of God for me is always in the future. Can you say that to yourself? The best of God for me? I can't hear you. So the best of God for me is in my future. And I'm going to get there. Whether the devil likes it or not. The way you are saying it looks like you are not the one going to your future. Maybe I should say to myself, I believe concerning Adebisi Kotu that the best of God for me is in my future. And I, by God's grace, am going to get there. Amen. Amen. There are things God has done for you that you know. And there are things he has done for you that you do not know. Is somebody with me this morning? There are things God has done for you that you know. They are the ones he has done for you that you don't know. And can I shock you this morning? The bulk of the things that makes our life count are the things we don't know we need. Hello, friends. There are many of us. The things that makes our life count, they are things that we don't know we need. But God, because of his love for you and because of his knowledge about his plans and his purpose for you. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. Because he knows that thought, what does he do? He takes initiative to provide that thing for you even before you know you have it. Can I pray for someone here this morning that at every junction of your life, before a need will arise, divine provision will be waiting. It doesn't look like I'm talking to the people who say amen, but I'm saying say one more time. Before a need will arise, before you will know that you have a need, God would have met that need for you. Dear friends, know with me this morning that there are things God has done for you that you expected him to do and the ones he did you were not expecting. And then you say, wow, I never knew this was the need for the moment. When my wife and I were preparing for our wedding, we wrote a long list. That jotter is still in my office. And then at a point I told her, I said, I don't know, but I sense a reading in my spirit that we should not be praying based on this list. We should just be praying to God and say, Father, the next best thing, do it for us. And do you know what God was doing? God was going into that list and picking things at random and making them to fit together according to his purpose and everything was just taking shape and arranging. And before we needed something, it was already there. The things God does for us, the things we expect and the things we do not expect. There are things we ask from God that he did and there are some things he did that you never asked for it. For that, can you say, I am grateful, Lord? I didn't hear you say, Lord, I'm grateful. There's nobody that can say he has not experienced a good deed from God. Let me share with you this morning some truths from the text. And then I'll lay a few points and then 
We get ahead to share very quickly. The story we read in Luke 17 from verse 12 to verse 19 is one of 10 lepers who received the mercy of God as Jesus walked through the streets of Jerusalem. And in that story, we find that lepers, by divine instruction, were not allowed to come into the city. Every leper, by Old Testament tradition, they lived at the outskirts of the city. But because God was set to bless them, God was set to lift them and change their story. What did he do? He made Jesus to pass through the entrance of the city so that they could receive their miracle. Can I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice this morning? I don't know where you are. I don't know where situations have kept you, but your help is coming to meet you. The help of God is going to meet you. Without much stress and effort, God will send help your way. Those lepers were at the outskirts of the city. If Jesus will be anywhere, it should be in the city. But because it was time for their breakthrough, God made his son to pass through the outskirts of the city. And he reached out to them. And the Bible said in that scripture that as they saw Jesus coming, what happened? They screamed with a loud voice, have mercy upon us. But see something here, dear friends. Jews and Samaritans, normally they will never have anything to do together. Do you know that? From scriptures we find that Jews and Samaritans, they don't agree. One is going here, one is going here. But this is what I want to share with you this morning. You see, sadness, mystery, and problem, it does not know your ethnicity. It will bring everybody together. Have you ever heard that there are some poor Yorubatim somewhere? Or they say poor Hausa people somewhere. Or poor Igbo people somewhere. What do they say? They say they are poor people. All of them are poor. All disadvantaged together. Now, but because God was set to turn situations around, what did he do? He made Jesus to pass through the entrance of the city and delivered them their breakthrough. Dear friends, can I tell you this morning that these guys... They sat at the entrance of the city, crying out to Jesus, the commander of all situations, have mercy upon us, and Jesus did. Friends, can I tell you this morning, that every time you come into God's presence and you lift up your hands to say, Lord, these are my needs, these are my needs, these are my requests from you, is a cry for mercy, and God is committed to meeting that need and hearing that cry. But the story did not end there. We saw in that scripture, that these guys, the only thing they prayed for was the mercy of God. Somebody say the mercy of God. Teenagers, can I hear you say the mercy of God? You are not saying, say the mercy of God. They didn't ask for healing, they asked for mercy. They didn't ask for food, they asked for mercy. Can I tell you this morning, friends, that the totality of God's blessings to man is released on the platform of mercy. Did you hear me? All of the blessings, all of the prayers, all of the requests you have that you keep making from God, the healing, the provision, the defense, the protection, the salvation, all of it, they come to us on the platform of God's mercy. And that mercy is going to locate you today in the name of Jesus. 
Because the Bible says, by all standards, we don't qualify for his goodness. He said, our righteousness is like a filthy land. And so in order for us to be righteous, because it is only the righteous that can stand before God, what did God do? He imputed his own righteousness upon us. And so when we are standing before him, he is not seeing our righteousness. He is seeing his own righteousness. Jesus, the ultimate prize for man. Friends, in order for them to experience the miraculous, Jesus did something. He gave them an instruction that looked completely different from what they were expecting. They were expecting him to say, receive mercy and beware. Is that not so? But Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. It sounded like, does this man know what he's saying? That's not my focus this morning. But it was an action of faith, a, a step of faith these guys took. That even though in the physical realm here, I have not been made whole, I believe if Master has asked me to move and show myself to the priest, he has made provision for my healing. Can I say to you, dear friends, today, there are many times God wakes you up in the night to read the scriptures, to read your books, to do all of those things. It is not because that is what will make you succeed. It is just one of the conditions you need to fulfill for your testimony to be delivered. Your success is already waiting for you, but there is a role you need to play. Their healing was already delivered, but Jesus said, go. And so their going was a commitment to the end point of what they were expecting. Let me rush quickly and then I lay a few points for us to get ahead to worship God this morning. What do we see from the story of these guys? Number one, we realize that thanksgivers are unusual people. Thanksgiving, the giving of thanks, people who are committed to an attitude of gratitude, they are unusual people. It is not something anybody can do. It's a decision you must make. Thanksgiving is a deliberate decision. You choose to be grateful. Can I tell you this morning, like I said at the beginning, somebody cannot do you good and you will not know. You were almost falling down from this step and somebody came to help you. Will you not know? You will know. But you see, what makes you thank such a person is because you recognize the worth of what has been done. Some people will take it for granted. Say, why, why, why will he not help me? Was he not there when I wanted to fall down? Showing gratitude is an unusual thing. And only people who do unusual things get unusual results. Showing gratitude is an unusual thing. The Bible said in that scripture, ten men were healed. Nine of them were Jews. One was a Samaritan. The nine who were Jews connected to Jesus. Hear me very well. You know Jesus is a Jew, right? But when he came to earth, he was born into a Jewish family. So he was a Jew when he was here on earth. And so his Jewish brothers, nine of them, they were there. They received their healing on their way to showing themselves to the priest. But they were not grateful. It was a Samaritan, a stranger. A stranger who saw that he had been healed. And then he came up to say thank you. Friends, can I tell you this morning that the reason why many people do not show gratitude is because they have an entitlement mentality. Cast that entitlement mentality out of your mind. The day you cast it out, you become a grateful person. It happens to us as children a lot. 
You were asked to bring school fees yesterday. And then you told your dad, Daddy, it's time for us to pay our school fees. It's 55,000 naira. And then Daddy makes it available. Daddy providing your school fees for you. It is his responsibility, right? Is it not his responsibility? After all, you did not beg to be born. Did you beg to be born? You might say, Daddy, give back to me. Daddy, you must give back to me. Engineer, you must be the one to give back to me. You must be the one to give back to me. How many of you beg your parents to give back to you? None. So your father providing your school fees is his responsibility, right? Is that not so? But I hope you know that there are some people whose fathers cannot pay their school fees. Is somebody with me? There are some people whose fathers cannot pay their school fees. They don't have the means. And so, don't allow entitlement mentality to destroy you. Don't see it as something your parents must do. It is a privilege. It is a privilege. The father that could not pay the school fees of his son has one head like your father has one head. Some of them also have jobs like your parents have jobs. They work in the same offices. But you see, the places they are putting money and sending money to are more than the ones that is required for your upkeep. And then God, out of his blessings and his benevolence, an act of his mercy, he looks at your father and provides the means for him to meet your need. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. It's an entitlement mentality when you don't thank your parents, thank your friends, thank your siblings, your teachers and your mentors for the things that they do for you. It is common amongst us children. But like that Jew, the nine Jews, after all, is our brother. Our, so why is he the Messiah if he cannot heal his brothers? Why is he my father if he can provide for me? No, it is not. I say it again. There is nothing your parents. Can I? Can I sound? Can I sound a bit funny? And I don't know. But let me say this. Apart from giving birth to you, your parents don't owe you any responsibility. They don't owe you. Do you know why? I've seen children whose parents died before they clocked a year and they became something in life. And for the bulk of it, the people God used to raise them were not people connected to them by blood. God sent destiny helpers into their life to raise them. Can I tell you this morning that without your parents, the plan of God for your life can still be fulfilled. So if you have your parents there, it's an added advantage. It means you have double standing. You have destiny helpers and you have parental support. So you don't take it for granted. You must be able to do better with the two dimensions of help you have received. Friends, I tell you this morning, cast out that entitlement mentality. Somebody gave you a gift and you felt he has it. That is why he gave. Hey! He didn't give you because he's got it. And even if he did, he had other things he could have done he could have done with that money. He just chose to give it to you intentionally. Dear friends, 
When this man saw that he was healed, he turned back. He was an unusual person. Will you choose to be the unusual today? Will you choose to be an unusual person who will come to give glory to God first before enjoying the benefit of the miracles you have received? There are many of us, what is our priority? It is to enjoy the glory, the benefit. Many of us, we want to enjoy the benefit of what we have received from God before we give Him the glory. But this is how it should be. It should be glory to God first, the benefit to me second. In fact, when I pray at home, I say, Father, on this, on this, on this, we are asking from you, do it and let the glory be yours, the blessing mine, and shame to the devil. That must be the order of our prayers. That must be the order of our lives. Glory to God first. The parents have provided the feast. Lord, I thank you for this feast that God, you have used my parents to provide. I appreciate you for it because you are the one who blesses people to make needs met. The Bible said, Paul planted, Apollos watered, God gave the increase. He said in the book of Deuteronomy, I am the God who gives you power to make wealth. So God, I am thanking you for making this available. And then, God and mom, I'm very grateful for this. I, I don't take this for granted. I appreciate you for this. And then you go and pay the school fees. Don't be those who take school fees and pay Naira, play Naira bet with it. I promise you I'm going to preach on that. Betting and gambling. I need to teach it. Because it's something eating the fabrics of young people's life. Young people using their school fees to, pay, to play gambling. You are playing with your future. Number two. Thanksgiving must be purposeful. There must be a purpose for which you are thanking God, for which you are thanking people. I'm going to be very brief on this. For the most of the time, I've said this. You don't just say, God, I thank you for everything. No, that's fraud. That's what? Fraud. You want to rob God. Can you come before him and say, Father, thank you for providing. Thank you for healing. Thank you for protecting. Thank you for saving me from sin. I am purposeful and intentional about my thanksgiving. Why do I say that? There are many of us, when somebody does a good thing for you, he is the one that we ask you, what do you say? And then you say, thank you. Why? So that you can get away from his front and he will not call you back to say thank you. That is fraud. Thanksgiving must be purposeful. You must know why, for what you are thanking that person. If you don't do that, you are coming out from an entitlement mentality into fraudulence. 419. You don't come and say thank you. No, thank you for the lift. Thank you for the data you sent to me. Thank you for being my teacher. If we don't do that, for the most of the time, we just pass on people's faces so that they will not call us back to say, why did you not say thank you to me? It does not bring value to your life. It doesn't bring value in any way. We must be purposeful, thanking him for healing, for provision, for success in our exams, for the peace that we enjoy in our homes. You must mention the things for which you are grateful. That man came back to Jesus, thanking him for one thing, for healing. For healing. Number three, two more points to go after this. Number three, thanksgiving. Why is it? Why is it? Why is it? Okay, I added this to it. Thanksgiving is something you must do. Is that is that the point? Yes. Thanksgiving is something we must do unashamedly, 
Something we must do unreservedly. Something we must do unrestrictedly without caring for who is watching because it is an offering to God. The Bible said about David, when the ark of God was brought back into the city of David, he danced, not minded who was watching him. And his wife, Micaiah, said, hey, king, why are you dancing like this? Don't you know your servants are looking at you? Many of us, whenever there is a song on this altar that is being surrendered, and you want to dance, what happens to you? Say, ha, this guy that thinks I'm a big boy, you will see me dancing. You are forming big boy for somebody for God. You are forming posh for God. You are forming class for God. Can you abandon the person standing beside you and burst forth with praise in God's presence? Thanking him for what he has done instead of you looking at the people around you. Number three point I want to share this morning is that Thanksgiving must be dramatic. Thanksgiving. Hey, my thought slide. Somebody has deleted it. Or is it me? Check for my thought slide, number three point. Thanksgiving must be dramatic. Is that it? No, this is not it. Don't be distracted, don't worry. Just follow the point. Thanksgiving must be dramatic. Why do I say so? You cannot be thankful and hide it. Hello? You cannot be thankful and hide it. In fact, I said here that Thanksgiving is a godly show. It's a godly show. You show it that you are grateful. Some people will say, ah, I'm a reserved person. No, I don't, it's my nature. I don't talk too much. In fact, I don't know how to dance. Just be, can you just be jumping like this? Can you just be jumping to show that you are grateful? Thanksgiving must be dramatic. Every thankful person is a dramatic person. The Bible said that man came back to Jesus with a loud voice. Loud voice. Loud voice. Some of you sing. Morning devotion in the house. Can you sing for us this morning? Meanwhile, when you are hungry, oh, mommy, I'm hungry, they will hear your voice. Somebody look for your trouble. Mommy, this one is looking for my trouble. Somebody stole my pen. Uh, you will shout and you will make noise. But when it comes to singing and praising God, you say, hey, hey, it's not my nature. I'm a cool, I'm a quiet person. In the morning, in the morning, in the morning. The Bible said this man who has just been healed, he came to Jesus with what? I didn't hear you. He came with what? A loud voice. It did not stop there. The Bible said that he fell on the floor. He fell on the floor, like on the floor, to thank him for what he has just received. Many times we are in church and we are worshiping, and God inspires and calls for some praise, and maybe I'm on the floor rolling, or somebody else is rolling on the floor. You are there, you are looking at the person. This one, Sha. <laughs> He did not even know that his cloth is fine. Where is his own personal business? Uh, yes, it's his business. Say, huh, look at this one. He's just rolling on the floor. What is he trying to do? Can you leave him to God? Can you leave him to God? Thanksgiving is a godly show. It's a godly show. He came with a loud voice and glorified God. He lifted up his voice. What does that say to us? Whenever God does something good to us, we don't keep it to ourselves. We must testify. We must share it aloud. We must make a noise about it. If God has been good to you, let 
the nations know. You don't keep quiet. Just because of one million naira I gave to you, you say you will run and run mad. Is that not so? Because of how much? One M only. One M. I hope you know that cannot buy you oxygen in the hospital for one week. Hello? It cannot buy you oxygen in the hospital for one week. One week, oxygen. And you know human beings, we are oxygen consumer. OC. They put you in the hospital, not you. Somebody is putting. I was in the hospital one day and I saw a man on oxygen. Before I will say that crop basin, they say the oxygen is almost finishing. They should go and bring another one. Ha! And I said, really? So this thing will just do. Some of you, when you are sleeping in the night, it's like a papilla is passing by. Oh, I remember during the heat of the COVID-19, I was at IDH to pray with some people and to, and to just trust God for their healing. And I saw people, sir, running up and down with gas, with uh, oxygen cylinders. Oxygen cylinders running from one place to another just to make sure. In fact, it got to a point the hospital could not meet the need. People were using their private cars to go and buy oxygen from different parts of the state. And you, you are here. You are breathing as you like. Some of you, you will open your nose. You will even be snoring. And you cannot thank God for it. Hey! Thanksgiving must be dramatic. I need to round off so that we can praise God this morning. Number four, Thanksgiving must be instant. Thanksgiving must be instant. That man, one out of ten. What did he do? The Bible said immediately he saw that he had been healed. He turned back. Instantly. There are some of us, God will do you something good. And you say, ah, let me, I don't want to share the testimony now. I'm waiting. I will share the testimony during Easter. Or I will share the testimony during Christmas. Or no, uh, I, I pass my jam. Abby. So when I pass post, you tell me. I will give him thanks and share this testimony. Or maybe when they give me admission, I will then come and share the testimony. I hope you know you are cheating yourself. I hope you know you are cheating yourself. Because as we will get to see in that scripture, gratitude for little things release a bigger one. Thanksgiving must be instant. Now, now, now. When is your Thanksgiving? Now. I can't hear you. When is your Thanksgiving? Now. 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 Number five, and then we praise God. Uh, Minister Ferry, please, can you come on the keyboard and let's just thank God together this morning. Thanksgiving makes room for more. Somebody say more. More. Or you got it. Somebody say more. More. Hey, 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 you are not getting it. Somebody say more. More. You didn't hear me. Somebody say more. More. You got it right, man. That man, immediately he received his blessing from God, he turned back instantly to go and give thanks to God. But this is what the Bible said about him. That by coming back to Jesus, he received something greater than physical healing, which is the ultimate. While it is wonderful to experience the miracle of physical healing, it is even more wonderful to receive the miracle of salvation. Jesus, when this man came to him, he said, well, you only called out for me for the healing of your physical body so that you can come back into the midst of men. But now, I am going to give you something that will not only make you stand before men, but to qualify you to stand before God, the salvation of your soul. Thanksgiving brought more than he bargained for. 
Is there somebody under the sound of my voice this morning who is trusting God for a breakthrough in a particular area of his life? God is saying to you, I will give you that breakthrough, but you need salvation. I will give you that exam success you are looking for. But if you can be grateful to God for it and give him the glory, I will give you more. Friends, this morning I live with you that God is looking out for people that will cultivate an attitude of gratitude. God is looking for people that will cultivate an attitude of gratitude. He's looking for people that will cultivate it as an attitude, a lifestyle, a thankful heart. Is a fertile ground for righteousness and peace. But in Romans 1 verse 21, the Bible tells us that when a person is not thankful, it breeds the ground for sin and unrighteousness. Before we judge those nine people, can I ask you this morning, what is your own gratitude quotient? Because this morning, all of us, we are saying, ha, those nine people, they are very bad. They are ungrateful. You, what is your own gratitude quotient? When last did you say thank you to God? When last did you thank the people God has brought into your life to be a blessing? What is your gratitude quotient? What is your, how grateful are you? Don't forget, I told you at the beginning, it is only a grateful that forgets to be grateful. I tell you a story and then we praise God. A man went to his pastor. I saw this on Facebook. It was shared by Pastor David Oyedeko Jr. He said, a man went to his pastor. He said, Pastor, I'm tired of this life. God has not been good to me. Everything about my life is not working. Pastor said, really? It's not working? He said, yes. It's okay. Bring out the paper. Write all the things that are not working. He said, my business is not working. My family is not working. My work is not working. My this is not working. He wrote everything that were working. The pastor said, okay, no problem. Your kidney, are they working? He said, yes, pastor, excellent. Said, your liver, are they working? He said, ah, pastor, that one is working better. Your heart, you call, he said, ah, it's beating very well. What of your mouth? He said, ah, my mouth is, is, is eating very well. At least I eat three times a day. Sometimes I make it four, even when there's excess. He said, your leg, uncle, can it move? He said, ah, pastor, I walk here now. I walk into your office that I said. The pastor said, okay, so stand up and let us pray. Father, thank you for these ones and all these things that have been working. Not working. Father, all these ones that are working, let them stop working. And let these ones that are not working begin to work. The man looked at the pastor and said, Pastor, change it. Pastor said, okay. Father, all these things that are not working, let them begin to work. He said, amen. Lord, these ones that are working, let them stop working. He said, Pastor, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. But how many of us are like that? We look at the things that are working and we commonize them. The ones that are not working, they are the problem of your life. God, when are you going to give me the admission? When are you going to give me the admission? I've been at home three years, four years, no admission. Hey, hey, hey! Do you know that there are some people? They have been home for 10 years. In fact, not just home, they have been at the psychiatric hospital. Oh, I remember a student, it was during the exams, they took him to the psychiatric center. Medical student, taking to psychiatric center. 
He has been there since then. Can you rise up to your feet this morning with me as we praise God? I don't need to tell you this morning that number one, thanksgivers are unusual people. Thanksgiving must be purposeful. It must be dramatic. Don't say it is my nature. I don't know how to dance. Thanksgiving must be instant and then it makes room for more. Like sincerely, 
I, I say 21 people. These hands are more than 21. Because you want to be part of the number. Is that not so? But this morning, God is saying, for the things I have done that you don't know, and the things I will do that you may not even know, can you thank me? God is saying that don't look at anybody beside you. Be dramatic about your praise. You feel like singing and shouting, rolling on the floor, writing, whatever you want to do to show that you are grateful. I told you at the beginning, it is only a grateful that forgets to be grateful. God cannot do you good and you will not be grateful. Can we all open our mouth this morning and sing? All my life you have been faithful. Can you sing that song like you mean it? If it is your song.